You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 239, Malevolent Creation, hosted by Dan Terry. Whenever that song starts, and it's just like, like the very first time you hear that, like my eyes open in the morning. Jeff Kane. Dude, this is fucking crazy. This is good. Why the fuck have we not listened to this band before? And Joseph Wren. But what you should never do is make your record sound like shit on purpose. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you end the torture by listening to Jane Doe, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. That's right. Jeff's back for two episodes in a row. Can we make it three? I, uh, maybe. Put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. <laughs> We're so happy to have Jeff back on the show. This is the show that you guys love. This is the show that you guys want. And hey, this uh, is the show we guys love too. So I mean, it's not just it's not just the I, listeners. We we have a blast doing this too. I agree. I mean, I'm having a blast right now. I don't know about you guys. Um, I think I think we need to start doing some more in person stuff. Just get like real, real, real close. You know, we're all uh, we, we we all we all got the got the injections, right? We, we should. Yeah, be, yeah. As I say, with my good. with my my left eye almost swollen shut. Because allergies, <laughs> absolutely. Just come over here, man. Just give me a big old face rub. You know, that's that's what I want. But uh, <laughs> Malevolent Creations, a band that people have asked us to talk about, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't think I ever listened to a single note of this band uh, prior to us doing the episode, which is weird because it's like, wow, a death metal band from the early '90s got past me somehow. And I started yes. thinking about them again. Um, I was talking to DJ from Living Sacrifice, and he was like, "Hey, man." Uh, you know, you, you know, we like toured with Malevolent Creation, right? Like, you know, we, we did that. And I was like, I feel like I know that you guys did that. But now that you think about it, I guess I should listen to some Malevolent Creation. Um, so I can so I can imagine in my head what an early, you know, like Inhabit era uh, living sacrifice playing with. Uh, I guess it would be like a Ten Commandments era uh, or a Retribution era Malevolent Creation. I'll have to double check the years on that. We've, we've recently got a little bit of flack about not double checking the years on things. <laughs> I've definitely heard of this band before. I remember them being mostly thrash. Turns out, just listening to the old records, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. After you get to a certain amount, that's all that you really needed to listen to. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm going to piss some people off. I really don't give a fuck. Jeff's, Jeff's coming in with the hot takes. Oh, fuck me, man. It was so bad at the end of the discography. Oh, man. I wouldn't say it was bad. Like, I'll, I'll fight you on that a little bit. No, um, no, no. It's bad because it's it's like water torture. It's just the same shit over and over and over. Tell us what we want to know. We're going to play the same shit. Yeah, but we've done that with different bands, right? I mean, yeah, but that player, shit was good. Got a free pass. <laughs> Granted, okay, no, I, will, no, I, will Slay, I was not on the Slayer episode, and Slayer does not get a free pass for me. I'm oh, well, shit. Slayer revisited incoming. I will say this at least Slayer, uh, not every album sounds the same from Slayer, like every album from Malevolent Creation sounds the same. Um, <laughs> even Napalm Death displayed a level of, of variation uh, in their sound, and like Cannibal Corpse, even, you know, because I remember even on the Cannibal Corpse episode, we were like, yeah, man, they just did the, they just did the same thing again. I'm not gonna lie, I still think it's great, uh, but uh, it'd be cool to get some variation. And then the next record, they'd give us some variation. They'd throw some groove in there. They'd throw they'd throw in enough elements for me to think that I didn't just buy the same Cannibal Corpse album again. Yeah, and to make things clear, 
through the fifth album, I'm on board. But after that, fuck this band. Well, before we get into all that, um, I think we <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I think we need to uh, let Joe do his plugs. He's turning uh, he's turning purple over there. Yeah, like people are already like disconnecting. Nope, fuck that. Don't want to hear what Jeff has to say. <laughs> Just like old times. Yep. <laughs> well, before Jeff boots up his copy of Nilhog and is subjected to multiple stab wounds, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. Well, I'm not going to even tell you about them as much as I'm just going to read one. Uh, we got a five-star review on Apple Podcast from John Frias or Frias, or I'm going to go with John Frias if I'm wrong. Dude, just hit me a DM. I'll, I'll say it the right way next time. I pinky swear. Um, but he gave us five stars. It says, Fear Before. I found this podcast because I'm the point zero zero one percent the type of person who searches for Fear Before the March of Flames on this thing. Bravo, these dudes know their stuff. And uh, that was uh, that was myself, Joe, uh, John Beatty, and we had uh, Dewey from the Here Pleasure podcast on for that one. And uh, it was a good episode. I remember that one. I remember I had a lot of space dust uh, during that one. <laughs> so I think much I space up, dust. I think I ended up calling uh, the Always Open Mouth by Fear Before the March of Flames uh, the Citizen Kane of post-hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I still... That wasn't just the beer talking. I still stand by that uh, by that by that statement. But uh, over on uh, over on Patreon, we got a comment in reference to our most recent episode, as of the recording of this one, uh, for Motley Crue uh, featuring John Drake of the Nerve Herder Console podcast and Talking Into Infinity, the Dream Theater podcast. Uh, Lost Fiction says, "Loved your Star Wars talk with John in the beginning. Can we have an episode where you three just talk about Star Wars for six hours?" Yeah, I think that's perfect since it's just going to be three of us, and Jeff won't be invited. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know because we we know that I would have some opinions that would piss off John Drake since I am a book fanboy. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, Dan was talking about that Thrawn trilogy, and I looked oh. at my Audible <laughs> subscription and said, "I'm going to have to make some purchases." Because if Dan says listen to the extended universe or whatever they call it now, well, then I just have to do that. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is that if they bring Thrawn into live action, it needs to be Benedict Cumberbatch. That's all I'm saying. I fuck. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I, I, <laughs> I don't think he'll do it. I think he made a statement about never touching Star Wars. Uh, but, you know, actors change their mind all the time. Usually has something to do with the amount of money they're offered. Yeah, I, was I, know, say I know Disney's got a couple of bucks saved up. Yeah, if uh, if he sa- he doesn't want to touch it, my second choice would be uh, John Reese Myers, well, the guy from too. the Tudors. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think he'd be a fucking because he's got the crazy eyes, and then you put red contacts in on his eyes on top of that, dude. Dude could make it work big time. That sweet, sweet blue skin. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of blue dead skin, I mean, are we gonna get into malevolent creation? I guess. So, Dan, tell me about malevolent creation. Oh, I am so glad you asked me that, Joe. Malevolent Creation. You're just glad you get to talk about the first albums. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love <laughs> the first few albums. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. But, uh, you know, Malevolent Creation is an American death metal band. They are from Buffalo, New York. 
Um, and of course, as 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 most bands that form in the late 80s or early 90s that play a particular style of death metal, they did have to relocate from New York to guess where? Florida! Florida! You got to move to Florida, then you have to have Scott Burns do your first album. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here, gentlemen. I mean, that's just what you have to do. Um, Malevolent Creation is one of the big and i don't want to say bigger um and we're going to get into this about about tiers of death metal bands um but they were very they, they were kind of an underground sensation so like you had you had obviously more popular bands that sprung up like cannibal corpse and uh you know obviously you know obviously death um obituary you know all of the all of these much bigger bands and then you had malevolent creation who i don't think ever really achieved the same level of success as some of those bands but definitely had a longer career uh, than a lot than a lot of these bands did, and um, they kind of start off in more of like a thrash metal sort of uh, sort of genre. I would say that their first couple of albums uh, are what I like to lovingly call and frustrate Joe with death thrash, uh, where it was like kind of a transition between thrash metal and death metal. Like it's they not were even transitioning, a real genre, man. They were tra- <laughs> they were transitioning <laughs> uh, from thrash metal to death metal, and. Uh, what, one thing I really like about these more thrash-influenced death metal bands is like, so if you look at a band like Obituary, uh, where they're all about the detune, the slow, the the sludge, all of that stuff, which is kind of more of a staple of, of death metal, um, they lack the aggression of a band like Malevolent Creation. Because whenever you're playing thrash, you're playing fast. And if you're not, you're doing it wrong. Uh so these guys, these guys come at us very early in their career with a mixture of piss and vinegar that I think a band like this really needs to stand out from their contemporaries. 1991, The Ten Commandments. I'm going to let Jeff go first. Uh, it's, in my opinion, more thrash than death. Uh, I actually don't have a problem with Brett's early vocals. Uh Normally, I'm just the opposite. I normally piss on people in the beginning and start to enjoy them the further I go along, and it's just the opposite uh, with his vocals. It's uh, it starts. It's you know, it's just pretty much just straight ahead underground Florida thrash. I mean, that's kind of what I got, you know, with it with a tinge of death. Yeah, which I mean, that's quite literally what we got. I mean, there's you know, that's that's the one thing that if you're asking for about a malevolent creation, if you want something straightforward. Uh, you know, you know, to get pumped up or pissed off or to release pent up frustration. You know, I tend to like a lot of the the, the heavier stuff just because I, I actually use it as a pressure valve, you know, so I don't go off on somebody else. I listen to the music. So, I mean, yeah, this that, this will get get everything taken care of for you. It's not going to stand out. It's not going to be anything uh, super duper special. Uh, they, I, I do think that the, we're going to get a uh, uh, three actually special albums from them. It just we're not there yet. So you're saying when you've had the worst day and you're about to go off on everyone, you pay very close attention to the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, if you if you want to piss off your parents, you're listening to the Ten Commandments. Um, this is really, really aggressive. It's certainly aggressive, guys. These these gentlemen need to calm down. Uh, the thrash metal gives them an aggressive edge, like I said earlier, that, that I feel like a lot of early death metal bands kind of lacked. I'm not saying stuff like Scream Bloody Gore wasn't aggressive because it certainly was, but that was also kind of a death thrash uh, sort of sort of combination. 
And I think that's really the key for a lot of these early death metal bands is they come out swinging, maybe even before they have the the down tunedness uh, that that they're going to get later. But what you have with the Ten Commandments is just an angry, highly energetic record that you can't wait to get off of work, get off of school, go to the show, jump in the mosh pit, and just go crazy. And Malevolent Creation, you know, has a message that they're that you're at the very least your church pastor is not going to like. Uh, your uh, your parents are certainly not going to like it. Your friends and family are going to stop talking to you, and you're not going to care because you got that T-shirt and you got that tape, and you're ready to rock. And I think that this band, while not necessarily being original, I think that's one of the biggest problems with Malevolent Creation is I don't necessarily think that they're original in the same way that a lot of early death metal bands were not original. They Everybody was kind of, seems like everybody was trying to kind of eat a piece of death's cake or a little bit of Slayer's cake. You know, uh, these guys are trying to have both pieces of cake and eat it too. And um, really the only issue I have with the Ten Commandments is I feel like the lead guitar work could be a little bit better. It could be a little bit more present, I guess, is really is really what I'm saying. Uh, this is so straight ahead that the lead guitar doesn't really shine that much. But again, I'm not going to be as harsh on the band for something like that on their first record. When you're yeah. playing this type of death metal, especially in 1991, you're primarily thrash influenced. So take away the vocals, it sounds like every Scoop the Mids thrash record you've heard, especially from the late 80s and the leftovers in the early 90s. There's nothing unique about it. So is it interesting enough to listen to against something else? I don't think I've ever reached for Malevolent Creation. Like that was a band I had to listen to. But I used to say the same thing about Overkill. And some of those early Overkill albums are really fucking good. So this one might be on the list in the future it definitely has the name to piss everyone off in 1991 i think dan's right they're trying to pull something that death was doing way better out of this style and it just sounds like 1991 to me and i don't mean mainstream 1991 like metallica enter sandman i mean where thrash metal was at that time that's what I'm hearing. So it's fine. Can, we, can you say that part again about the part about me being right? <laughs> I think Dan's right. They're trying to pull something that death was doing way better out of this style. All right. Perfect. Uh, and that that's just the way it is, folks. You heard it right here. Um, <laughs> not even going to have to seek any retribution now. Oh, it's time. 1992. Yeah. I think it goes without saying. This one's a lot better. Um, <laughs> this is... I'm going to say this a lot during this episode. It's kind of more of the same, but just better. The songs are better. They're faster. They're angrier. The the the, the vocals start taking on almost a little bit of that early morbid angel sound, like Alters of Madness sound. Um, they're a little bit more raspy, a little bit more angry, a little bit a little bit more death metal. And I think so. Like if the if the first record was one third death metal, this one's like two thirds death metal. Man, like it's it's definitely a lot more in that vein yeah um, it's easy even to just call it death metal but like um it's faster the production sounds a lot better to me it doesn't sound quite as flat and as thin as it did on the first record agree and this is really where this is really where i start getting a little bit more excited uh the lead guitar work is much more present and upfront on this one and this is not this is you just have to accept with malevolent creation that they're not going to be that death metal band that starts with a melodic intro for a song or does like a creepy, you know, atmospheric thing. 
Um, yeah, they'd have to be gonna from Gothenburg for that. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna play as fast <laughs> as they can. They're gonna throw out some cat strangler solos, and and you're gonna love it again. Just like the, just like the Ten Commandments, you're gonna be moshing and thrashing the, and the entire other, way through. Yeah, the other thing I like about this, uh, they actually use the theme music um, to my introduction to one of my favorite actors, and that's Michael Rooker. And that is, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but I yeah, have. yes, okay. Yeah, it's so a great you, intro. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was, I was, I that got me excited, uh, just because I, I like, you know, I like what I like. So that just piqued my interest. And you're right, you know, it's it. You can tell that they are moving uh, in a particular direction with purpose. Uh, it, it's still, it's still plenty fast. I mean, it's. I'm not gonna say that it's, you know, the slowed down melodic death metal, but it's definitely death metal. Uh, there's no melodic. And that's because it's just straight up death metal. And it, it well, it's not straight up. It's mostly though. Um, I like this a lot more than Ten Commandments. Retribution, I think, is a step in absolutely the correct direction uh, for what they have. I think this works better with uh, with the group. I mean, I it just it's just they just sound a little more cohesive. And part of that could be like what Dan said: the production value is much better. So that always helps in making. You know, cohesion, you know, you know, you know, makes it sound like they're working together. I did think it was absolutely hilarious that Dan said they don't do the melodic, creepy intro thing during the intro of Eve of the Apocalypse. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking more. OK, so, yeah, every every death metal, album, every good death metal album needs to have some sort of creepy introduction track. But I guess what I'm saying is the rest of the music. You're not going to get five tracks into a malevolent creation album, and then suddenly they're going to start with some melodic thing. Like this isn't a Gore Guts record, right? So it's not going to have kind of the spooky uh, graveyard sort of thing going for it. Yeah, that, there's. Songs- I actually think it's kind of refreshing that they're not all just they're not just like straight death, death, gore, gore, gore. I mean, they are a little bit, but it's more peppered in there just to be there. Yeah, their songs collectively don't have um, beginning, middle, and ends. It's just. The beginning is the whole song. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I think that's what you're trying to say is, you know, a lot of that mellow death stuff, you know, it, they they build, you know, and it rises and they just come blasting out of the gates on most of their stuff. They come blasting at the gates on most of their stuff. <laughs> is that what you said? No, no. Do I need to make a top five uh, Gothenburg death metal bands video? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Overall, this album is better. It has the better thrash production but the riffs are still there the song just starts there's no structure it's as old school thrash as you can get some of my favorite riffs are the ones where nobody slows down except the drummer and then he picks right back up you're going to hear a (laughs) lot of that on this album it's the 10 commandments only better so in 1992 you're in if you're listening to this because you're pissed off about the black album and you're pissed off about what metallica is doing to heavy metal so here we You're are. Still pissed off a year later. <laughs> Absolutely, it. it never stopped. Load and reload are fine records. Thank you very much. I think Ooh. Malevolent Creation is doing just fine as we move into 1993. Stillborn, and here we are. One album every year. Quantity over quality, or quantity no, good enough for 1993. Uh, well, the first no, album, no. the first two albums are definitely quantity over quality. Yeah, Stillborn is a shining example of fantastic death metal, in my opinion. We've built the trilogy. 
We went from the Ten Commandments all the way to Stillborn. Yeah, this is where Dan and I started sharing tracks back and forth about where we're like, yeah. dude, this is fucking crazy. This is good. Why the fuck have we not listened to this band before? It, it all on- came together here. Yeah, it really did. I was shocked uh, after the first two. I mean, th- I, in my opinion, this is just a massive, you know, light year leap forward. Uh, this to me is just night and day better than uh, Ten Commandments and Retribution. Stillborn is uh, if they, uh, probably at the top of the heap for me uh, with them. And if not, it's in the top three. What you get with Stillborn is more like we talked about how there were no there wasn't really a lot of song structure on the last two records, this is where they start really honing that in. This is where you start getting a little bit more, I wouldn't necessarily say beginning, middle, end, because there's enough of there's enough of malevolent creation in here from the past for it to still be them. <laughs> you know, I guess if that makes sense. But now you have much, much stronger lead guitar work. Um, the solos are better. They're well thought out. They feel much more composed than, than before. Um, the songs actually kind of have a flow there's a flow even to the track listing. Um, it all it all works really, really, really well. It's a little bit longer, more complex album than what we had before. Because I think the last two records, it was like 30 minutes in, out, done, which is, don't get That's me wrong, thrash. which is perfect <laughs> for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't have to overstay your welcome. And you're playing faster than everyone else anyway. So you might as well be brief. And it's On this 1993. Record, everyone was clearly listening to Pantera. Because it has that groove metal vibe that was big right around vulgar display of power. Right down to the production, it almost sounds verbatim like this is what it would sound like if Dimebag played death metal. I was just going to say that, yeah, that it's it's got that big sound to it um, that, you know, I think everybody, yeah, probably is trying to do like the Cowboys from Hell thing or a vulgar display of power thing where, you know, you just want to make the guitar super, super loud. And for a band like Malevolent Creation that's going to literally fill every single second of that guitar noise on a record, uh, it makes the, it makes everything just pop so much harder uh, than what you'd had on the last records. Because I feel like thrash metal in its, in its purest form is usually pretty thin sounding. You know, it's not necessarily about the low end. Um, it's okay for the low end to be hit, to be there, but... I don't know. You take you 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 add a little bit more of that low end into this like thrash death metal sound, and all of a sudden the riff starts sounding majestic. Like they're just they're cool to hear. They're cool to just let kind of that sound wave you know pour over you. And uh, I think that's what's really great about this one. And let's let's not forget about the vocals, which I think yeah, are that's probably, what I was going to say. That's probably the... their best vocals, like bar none. I uh, well, I, I might take a a little bit of umbrage with that, but I think it's Brett's best vocals. That's fair. I mean, I I think that it's their best vocal so far. Oh yeah, um, uh, bar none. I was gonna say I mean, the, I, the one thing you were you were talking about with thrash. You know, the the whole idea with thrash is you know it's it it's bright and it's thin and it's to make your ears bleed. You yep. know, that's that's thrash. And you know, with death metal, there's a little bit more. I, I don't want to piss off. Uh, well, I don't. Oh, fuck, I don't care. I piss <laughs> off thrash thrash fans. It, death metal just has a, has more complexity to it. Uh, there's more peaks and valleys. I think that's why I enjoy it more than thrash in most instances. Uh, and that's why it, it might have been just the fact that I had the two previous albums that had more of a uh, thrash overtone that was kind of a, a primer for me that so whenever this came in, it actually made me enjoy uh, the death metal elements of it even more just because of that, the contrast. I mean, yeah, I know that on Retribution, you know, they were starting to do more death metal. But on this, this is, you know, 
considerably more uh, complex and uh, it is more uh, I think it's like we all said is better put together it's it's just the complete complete show in my opinion on on this album and I was uh, I was thoroughly surprised and pleased and like I said earlier Dan and I were texting each other back and forth like where the fuck have we been why have we not been listening <laughs> to this album you yeah. know we 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 text you know we'd message Joe but all he would just say is thrash so right. much thrash it never <laughs> Joe's in heaven Joe, Joe's like cleaning the house blasting you know leveling creation really loud and he's like I think you guys are making more out of it than it really needs to be made you know just uh, I'm, I'm running on the treadmill right now and I'm thrashing you know and you know yeah, I just ran a four like minute mile than I am but like slam uh, dance slam I dance just, I just sit dance. in my basement and eat, and eat potato chips and listen to death metal uh, but um, I, yeah, I love the I love the vocals on this. I, th- this is this is like the most Florida death metal I feel like they've sounded as far as like what I actually like about some of the other Florida death metal bands. Um, the lead guitar work I really 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 love, and like to me, even though this band never achieved the same like status as like Obituary did, I feel like like I this this album Stillborn is kind of what I wanted Obituary to sound like you know and they just didn't for whatever reason they're like oh we're just gonna do a Black Sabbath thing while a drunk guy yells over it um but <laughs> you know and there's a market for that obviously um but yeah Stillborn absolutely just blew me out of the water and I was like that was the first moment when I'm listening to it and I'm like wait a minute is Malevolent Creation good you know because having that reaction records- a lot lately yeah, whenever we start talking about some of those 80s bands, you know, when I got through uh, Def Leppard, that was a rough one. <laughs> I had that same moment. I was like, is Def Leppard actually good? I was listening to their first, like, couple of records. And then uh, I listened to uh, Motley Crue, obviously, had kind of the exact same reaction. But um, with a band like Malevolent Creation, I shouldn't have to have that conversation with. You know, it's so it's so already in my wheelhouse. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think that Stillborn is, like, it's not in my, like, top 10 greatest death metal records or, or anything like that. Uh, not but even it, close, but it's no, it's but, very good for them. Yes, it's very good for them, and that that is worth something. And I think I think this is where. Well, you know, I'll say I'll save this criticism for later. So so tune in when we get a few more albums in. But Stillborn's a great release, and I think that if you're just checking the band out for the first time, this might be this might be where you need to start. 1995, Eternal. And now here is going to be a um, unpopular, probably hot take. I think uh, Jason Blahoyevich, the who's normally their bass player, has some really fucking good pipes, and I think yeah. that I think that he's vocally the the best out of everybody who's fronted the band, personally. Despite uh, the production uh, changes, yeah, this was the first time I noticed the vocals being different. Death metal at this time, especially, does not need complex vocals. Most of the time, they don't even need vocal training. You're there to create a sound with your face that everyone in the room can (laughs) thrash and slam to, and it's fine. You're there to create the mood. You're there to be the guy on stage who's just going, ah! And maybe maybe it was the step down in quality for the guitars or the fact that I was stuck on Stillborn. Like, give this band some bottom end, and they sound beefy. They sound like 1993 and they're there to play. And now we're going straight back to the previous feeling of the album. I'm okay with it. And I think the vocals actually carry this one forward. I was surprised. It was a Slayer reaction of we have a bass player doing vocals now and the band still sounds heavy as fuck. 
Yes. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think Eternal. <laughs> yeah, is there even anything else to say? Uh, nope. <laughs> I think Eternal is a much heavier record than anything else that we've kind of gotten from Malevolent Creation. And I think I think the reason for that is because it's number one they slow down. There's a little, there's a little bit more groove. There's a little bit more majesty, you know, to these super brutal riffs. It's a um, as far as as far as like as far as like solos go, this is the best vocally. I really 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 like this. This is the first Malevolent Creation album that I will say straight up is just a death metal record where they they've, they've kind of transitioned out of the thrash sound. And it's starting to resemble more of their contemporaries, uh, or at least their contemporaries for a few years from a few years ago, right? Um, you know, because this is '96. So, like, I really think that this is where they really started shining for me. I mean, Stillborn they did also kind of a glimmer there, uh, but Eternal to me is, is what I kind of expected this band to sound like. You know, kind of going into it having that having that kind of slower, just more evil sounding, dark sounding riffs and 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 indistinguishable vocals but like we're still not to like straight cookie monster territory uh and so <laughs> i don't know i like these because they the vocals sound pained they sound painful just agonizing to listen to which is what i like yeah maybe that's um, why jason only did two two albums so maybe he just blew the fuck out of his chords doing this stuff uh, i don't know i guarantee yeah. he did that yeah because this is this is this is some rough heavy intense death metal uh, and it's one of my favorites. The band can do no wrong for me right now in this era. There's a lot of caveats there. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, for me right now in this era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's using a lot of like false fold stuff, so I don't know how much he actually blew him out. But I don't know. The dude sounds fucking great on it. I mean, it, I really noticed it. I mean, I noticed the difference and was impressed. I mean, this is one of them that's, I mean, if you can't figure it, it's, it's one of them that's in my top three is definitely Eternal. So, yeah, I, I liked it. This was another step, in my opinion, in the correct direction uh, for them, for what sounded good for them. You know, as and I'm not just talking about, like, saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's good for them. Yeah, but they suck ass compared to everybody else. I don't mean it in that, that element. I mean, it, it sounds cohesive maybe brett was i mean i don't know the drama this was you know 30 years ago i don't know if there was drama or something like that but it seemed like that was just a more cohesive unit once there was no brett that's just my personal opinion the songwriting definitely improved there there is kind of a correlation there i think and i don't know if it was musical differences which i think i mean it, because these records do sound a little bit different um, that could have been part of the reason. Like I said, it's 30 years ago, and, and, and half of the people involved aren't even alive anymore, so it's hard to, <laughs> to right. really go back. Yeah, um, and, you're, and if you even ask, you're only going to get, like you said, you're only going to get one side or a partial a partial story. You're not going to get the uh, you're not going to get the full uh, Walter Cronkite on this one. You're just going to get the uh, the spin that somebody wants you to hear. Is that a, is that a challenge, Jeff? Do I need to like go out and seek some band members and do some interviews? And- <laughs> Fly Dude, out, do some fly out interviews. That's you know, gonna be the Harry Carey version. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking awesome, actually. So yeah, somebody can say to... something, and I can be all like, "Does that feel like the truth?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again from the top. I'm gonna ask you this question, and you're gonna tell me the truth. No, and I don't care. They they were better for it, you know. In, in my opinion, they they absolutely blew away my expectations. And this is where I started to get really excited in the discography because I was like, is it just going to get better and better? Because like we've had that so many other times on the show. And we had Cannibal Corpse got better and better. Cattle Decapitation really got better and better <laughs> as yes, they, they went. You know, a lot of these bands, uh, 
you know, there, there's a certain Egyptian themed death metal band that we may or may not be talking about at some point in the future that, um, that, that also, you know, kind of has the same feeling spoilers. Uh, and so <laughs> I was really kind of, I was kind of strapped in cause keep in mind, we're not that far into the discography. This band's got like, I don't know, like 47 records or something like that. I think Buckethead is the only one that has more records. No, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's we should do a discography discussion on Buckethead. Just, Just show me where to be. Albums, 415 albums. Let's go. <laughs> um, better get yeah, started right now. I was gonna say, my son's best friend, I think, is gonna be standing in for me on that episode because he has like everything Buckethead memorized. Well, perfect. We, we were gonna need that because I certainly won't. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like 47 albums in and be like, I'm done. Like, I, I, I will quit. Um, but sorry about, about malevolent creation. We don't want to just murder them in cold blood here. 1997. I mean, this is more of the same in a good way. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, uh, this is an even more cohesive kind of a slower ultra. This is this may actually be as brutal as the band ever got, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, just absolutely goes for the throat. This is actually a little bit like the last record, but actually a little faster. They, they increase the speed to kind of more of that malevolent creation speed. You know how there's like 2, t- 2x, 3x, 4x, and then there's malevolent creation x. Um, I think that this is this is as good as it got, uh, in, in my opinion. Like they they absolutely honed in that great sound from the last record, and they they perfected it. Just just straight up perfected it. Yeah, well, they, they had a pretty good uh, drummer on this album too. Who's oh, the, and who was that, Jeff? Uh, Derek Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Good old one take himself. I mean. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, Did you guys see my drum triggers? They sound really brutal and heavy, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! This guy, uh, this album, like you said, is is more of the same in a good way. It's brutal as fuck, and uh, that's always a good, <laughs> a very very good thing. I had, I don't know. It's probably I, this is definitely in my top three as well. It's kind of hard between the, the you know these three in the row to, to play some you know first second and third it's kind of like your children you don't really want to play favorites uh on, on these three yeah I but don't. you love this one more do i you just <laughs> sit them all down with juice boxes and explain which one of them you love the most <laughs> which I one's gonna pay week. for your it's retirement Jeff. oh fuck. i don't know it but feels yeah, like this... we're being brief at this point but keep in mind it's malevolent creation it's death metal it's thrash it's just brutal for the sake of being heavy and it doesn't really take a lot of journeys through the records so go listen to compulsive though that that's been my wake up (laughs) the intro to compulsive has been like my wake up song for the past like eight days um it just gets me pumped up like i literally like like whenever whenever the whenever that song starts and it's just like it's just like like the very first time you hear that like my eyes open in the morning and then I'm like up instantly and then dressed and then like ready to go. <laughs> this song absolutely kills it. Like it's, it's a, it's a huge standout for me. I, I, oh, so you did I just the it. opposite of those meme videos we've seen with those young ladies where they all of a sudden hop and then boom, all of a sudden they're missing a pair of clothing you yes. went in the opposite direction. And you added clothing and then it was time to go to work. I added clothing. Cause I just feel like the viewers and everybody, associated they they want that they'd want me to add clothing um i could be wrong uh you know send an email to dan and joe show gmail.com let let us know this is a very important question Uh, Uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna take the uh the video from youtube to 
There you See go. what we get. There's that hey, fucking beep. I missed it so hey. much. Hey, you never know, man. It's a free posting platform. Anyway, um, oh god, okay, we got to keep talking about this, man. All right, uh, 1998, <laughs> the fine art of murder. Dude, this is when uh, the the shit hits the fan in a very bad way. Meredith, what the fuck happened on this one? If it had come out in 2002, I could have made an excuse for why this production is so shit. I want to know what happened in 1998 when somebody said, yeah, this sounds great, guys. Let's put it out right now. Yeah, production quality. I mean, and you're going to have a handful here in a row where production quality went in the wrong direction. Uh, Vocal performance is not what you want it to be. Uh, there's, There's stagnation when it comes to music, you know, musically the endeavors that they're taking it just it just kind of kind of falls off a cliff it sounds like they couldn't pay for mastering if not for the vocals i honest to god would have thought this was a collection of demos like you know like from from early on uh because they're 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 a step up from demo quality but it doesn't sound great and don't get me wrong if you told me this was like the world's first death metal album that somebody unearthed from like 1986 or something i'd be all like okay you know like I'm, i'm into that uh, but this just sounds really bad, especially for like a, especially for a professional band that has, you know, is this many releases in. I kind of lost track. I think this is number six. Um, but like, so we're halfway there, boys. Yeah, uh, a little, less, a little less than half. It's the sixth, sixth album. Yeah. So like, I don't even know what to do with this one. I mean, the the speed all comes back. It's almost like we've abandoned, and this is where my theory of musical differences comes from because Brett's back. Uh, you know like hitting the vocals hard and i don't know man i don't really like his vocals on this one it sounds like he's been listening to like i don't know like like altars of madness era morbid angel which is normally not a bad thing if the music can match up to that but uh david vincent he is not at least old david vincent um what vincent what no i said david vincent huge difference um you know what's interesting though you know who plays uh lead guitars on this album who is it jeff it's Rob fucking Barrett. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I wish I it mean, sounded better when he played Rob's it. A good, Rob's a good guitarist. I mean, yeah. I mean, it like just because can, Cannibal Corp stuff a lot more, but uh, you know, no shit. <laughs> it is, is what it is. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I genuinely, I mean, I would really be, I'm rather curious on what the backstory is. You know, if, if somebody knows it, I mean, freaking post it for us morons so we can understand. There's got to be a reason. What the fuck happened? Can we give it, this to it, Jamie King right now and see what he can do with it? Now, I do know that there is a percentage of the metal community that's listening to this episode right now that probably posts on Metal Archives a lot. Uh, and they're going to be all like, guys, death metal supposed to sound bad. So you guys are a bunch of spoiled brats. You guys want everything. You guys want everything to sound like death's human. You know, you you guys want everything to sound amazing all the time. And this is just uh, this is just crusty and heavy. And this is what death metal is supposed to sound like. And I'm just gonna have to tell you. You know what? Instead of getting in a big argument with you, I'm you're right. When I when I'm six albums in with a band, I don't. You know, I, I'm not thrown off by how extreme the band is or, or whatever it is. But if you have to lower your production quality to become more extreme, then there, there's kind of an issue there. And again, it's probably not the band's fault. I think maybe this was just we did as best we did as good as we could. We had to get a record out. We had to do this. 
It just sucks because their other stuff sounded better. Now, it's entirely possible that maybe somebody went in and remastered those old albums. And so when us listening to it this week, you know, we're listening to like the really good remastered material. Like somebody's going to somebody's going to mail me a tape of like Stillborn and be like, see, it sounds like crap, too. You know, <laughs> or something. Uh, you guys are idiots. Unsubscribe one star, uh, you know, but like. I really I want to like this record because I listen. I've heard a lot of death metal albums like it, like that have the same production value that are just a lot better. I don't think that the I don't think that the material can help me overlook the production quality. Much the same way, if it has good production quality and bad material, I'm not going to be swayed by it either. I think this is just very. Um, it's just put out. It goes on. It goes on for for way too long. It doesn't sound good, and the songwriting is really, in my opinion, taken two steps back from what it was on the previous record. Yeah, just it. It sucks. I mean, that, let's, let's be honest here. It just sucks. Isn't everybody really glad that uh, that Jeff's back? He just, <laughs> will stra- just straight up say a record sucks. These people complain all the time. They're like, Dan's become too politically correct on the show. And he uses words like not great or could have done a lot better. Uh, everybody, everybody, everybody's wanting like another in flames episode, you know? Uh, but I guess Shit. I've just mellowed out over time. I don't know what the deal is. I just yeah, and I haven't even had anything to drink other than a Mountain Dew. I've just that explains oh, all of it, dude. I'm, I'm rocking s- water out of a hospital cup, dude. I mean, I'm just- sorry. I mean, it's bad, and it doesn't get any better. In Venom, the next album, 2000, it is it's shit. Night of the Long Knives is that is that a real is that a real song title like Night of the Long Knives, you know? Or sorry, anybody that's ever been murdered with a short knife. It should have been a, lo- a long knife. Really should have been. So like we're talking like a dagger or what are we what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah, this is just it's Dragon Glass. They're going after the Nightwalkers. I don't I don't fucking it, know. I yeah, it's I I can't even. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I mean, even when they re-released it with some bonus tracks and called it Invenomed 2, it's still like... And it was remastered, and it still sounded like shit. It doesn't sound good, and I don't know. Like, like at this point, though, I'm starting to wonder, is this a creative choice? You know you know what you were saying? You don't you know what to say next? The You already said it. Next. Yeah. Fuck on to the next album. It, it, it's shit. I'm sorry. It fucking sucks. You don't like it? Tough titty. It, 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 it just... I don't mind it when a band is phenomenal and they don't change because they found their niche and they do it amazingly well. I mean, for Christ's sake, I love Cannibal Corpse, okay? So I don't want to hear this shit. This is what it's supposed to sound like, more of the same. I'm like, you know, if it's more of the same good shit, then yes. But when it's a pile of stinking feces like the last two albums have been, fuck off. I'm sorry. It, just, it I don't want to hear it. It's just it's horrible. It, it's it's it considering where we were going and where we have come to. I mean, it, it's really for me as a music fan, it's an insult. It went from just I thought we were going up the mountain and we just passed out because we got too high in the atmosphere because there wasn't enough oxygen. And then we rolled our ass all the way back down to the bottom of the hill. Didn't really elaborate. <laughs> and we just said, we're too fucking lazy. We're not going back up the hill. We're just going to stay down here and wallow in our own shit. And that's what we got. Jeff, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I think I just did. And the problem is, is it doesn't get any better. He's not uh, that, done. It, it just, no, well, well, no. Yeah, because there's more albums to talk about. Of course, I'm not done. I'm going to shit on those, too. I promise you. <laughs> I don't have good things to say about this album 
but I am curious, what did the original mix sound like? When I heard this, my first reaction was, who was listening to underground metalcore and said, we got to make our death metal album sound like that? Because it has way too many layers of vocals. The drums sound just shitty enough, but the guitars sound like something that was plugged in direct and nobody mastered it. I want to know why we went from having great sounding albums to no mastery. It's just got to sound like shit, guys. Like, what show did you play with what band who called you a fucking p that now you have to make your album sound like hot garbage? I mean, if the answer if the answer is mayhem, then uh, you know, understandable. Have a nice day. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's because another band called you another name or that somebody listened to underground metalcore, which is a huge insult to underground metalcore. You know, that year because uh, there's some great stuff coming out, uh, but. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I don't understand the mindset. I don't, and th this, this wasn't like a contractual obligation. As far as I understand, both of these records came out on different record labels. Yeah, they did. Because I'm sure they, they, that, like, this, whenever this, you put out the fine art of murder, people are like, yeah, I think we're good. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay. We're not going to sign on another one. Oh, we got this new one called, called, uh, Envenomed. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think anybody, you know, uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and pass. Hopefully, you guys can find somebody, somebody else that'll put this out. I don't yeah, know if that's what happened either. I'm just purely conjecture. I, don't at me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I do know they switched to Arctic Music that's based in Florida, which I find amusing, but right. <laughs> whatever. Well, I think we've I think we've gotten that out of our system. I yeah, yeah I mean, the, next. <laughs> yeah, the, the Will to Kill. Two thousand and two. I think this one's a huge step up. Uh production wise, it sounds a lot better. That they, they've they've gotten into a good studio. You've got a mixed and mastered record. Uh, you have a different vocalist on this one, um, and I think that for the most part, he sounds he sounds good. Ooh, yeah, we disagree I, on that. I don't I think care. He, I think he sounds good. Um, Do not I think care. he sounds a lot better than Brett did on the last two albums. Well, that's not saying much. Yeah, but you got to understand where you're starting <laughs> from. Okay, I mean, I think his vocals, yes, they sound very run of the mill. Uh, they sound very run of the mill death metal. Okay, like they they do, but like it's fine. It's a death metal band. Like who cares? Um, Kyle Simons or Kyle uh, Simmons. I think he's. I think he he sounds good. I think he sounds like a like a competent death metal vocalist. Um, the riffing has a lot more of that. Like we're not even the riffing necessarily. I think musically they're they're more or less on par kind of with what they've been doing. But I think it sounds a lot better. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Totally. So the mixing, engineering. I mean, that's all better. But musically speaking, it's not better. Uh, it's it's you know JF Dejeuner. Uh, is the one who uh, mixed this, and I mean, he's he's rather prominent. Uh, you know, he's the guitarist for Cataclysm, so I mean, I think a lot of people know him from that. You know, but he's done a shit ton of production work too. I mean, and a lot of it is his own work on, with with Cataclysm. But I mean, I think that's why the production quality is good, is because that dude's legit. I mean, he's done a lot a lot of good work. I'm gonna have a lot of questions about the next one then, considering this. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But, you know, I still, I, you know, it, instead of it being a massive blow in your pants, it's just a shart. I mean, I, I mean, when it, when is a shart a good thing? You know, I guess whenever you compare it to whenever you, you have a massive blowout in your pants, that's when it's a good thing. So that's kind of how I feel about this album. Comparatively speaking to the last one, yes, it's better, but it's like, yes, it's like, which level of hell am I on? Oh, fuck, you're still in hell. It's death metal. You're supposed to be on different levels of hell. <laughs> well, they put me through it. I fuck. 
It's oh. better. That's the best thing I can say about it. I don't think it's as good as the first five albums, but I don't think it's terrible. If you got off the band after In Cold Blood, this is a good place to get back on. You're never going to get that level of death metal greatness again, but at least this one sounds fun to listen to. Yep, I, I agree. And I think also that like the biggest issue I'm having with malevolent creation this late in the career is number one, why they're still malevolent creation. Like, like we're so far from where we started as kind of this fun, like death thrash, you know, really pissed off young energetic band. Whereas now I feel like a lot of the energy is kind of more or less missing. Like, yes, it's death metal, but it's also starting to become like paint by numbers death metal. Where like all of the elements are there, all the elements are in place, but this band is literally just existing. <laughs> you know, they're not really like pushing any boundaries, which I don't think every band needs to push boundaries. Uh, see the Black Dahlia murder, you know? Uh, I think that it's sometimes it's okay for bands to... But even a band like the Black Dahlia Murder, I know we joke forever that like, oh, they, all their albums sound the same or whatever. But like even the Black Dahlia Murder was trying to improve the thing that they do right. on every album. So yeah, they may sound similar, but you're going to, you take an old Black Dahlia Murder album and you listen to it. And then you take a newer one and yeah, they're playing the same style, but they're playing it better. They're playing it more intricately. They're adding more complexity to things. Uh, and Malevolent Creation is not. They're, they're, they're just kind of like, okay do we have everyone together okay so this is our job so like let's write some songs and once we get to like 10 or 12 we'll we've got a record and then they just put out whatever they do i just i don't see i don't see this band as being a band that like picked from a whole bunch of songs that were written to make a record and it's more of like well this is what we got let's go into the studio and lay it down yep so who is ready for war cult well i'm gonna contradict myself and I know Dan's gonna do it for me. Go ahead, buddy. Dude, JF Dejeuner, I don't know I don't know what the fuck he was doing on this one. Yeah. Um, what the fuck happened? I mean, I this has to be a conscious like Dan said, this is a conscious decision to sound like shit. It's like, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna take the whole bottle of X Clacks, because I think that would be a great thing to do. No, don't fucking do that. Come on. I mean at this point, oh. somebody in this band thinks that low production value is the way to go. And when you try and, and don't give me the whole like, oh, it's more old school sounding because I've heard your old school records and they sound a million times better than this. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, is it entirely possible that maybe their budget just couldn't? No, it can't be. Yeah, the same guy produces the last one. The last album we actually praised for having better production. So you've got the same production team in place for this one. And this is where somebody gets in there and says, all right, cool. So um, let's get in the room together. Let's hang three microphones from the ceiling. And this is right. That's not really fair. It doesn't sound that bad, but it, but it does sound. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't made. sound far Lynn off. Johns really... did some great shit with three mics. Yeah, th this is this is really bad. This is probably the worst one. I, I, I don't know, I, man. I, the next one it really like started yeah. to test my patience uh, um, with production value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's sad. Whenever we're like trying to talk about what, the, like the albums are, the production values are so bad that like we can't decide which one's the shittiest. That's that's just a a monstrosity of a clusterfuck. I and mean, it's like, bad that that's all we can really say. It's not like the album builds and then descends back into madness. It's shit. That's it. 
Well, not only that, but like, is it like a Benjamin Button sort of situation where like you start off as an underground band that sounds terrible and then eventually get better? Like as you go back in time? Like I just, I don't. Yeah, like Benjamin Button or how it works. Or Merlin. I mean, they're going. Yeah, it's they live their life in opposite direction. I I don't. I really don't know. It it, it really. uh, It's a head scratcher. I mean, obviously, I mean, everybody knows how I feel about these last handful of albums from the level and creation. I, I I don't, I don't care for them at all. I, 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 it's, and it's an, it's a monumental disappointment because, uh, you go well. The first two are okay, but the first, you know, the first five albums, if they had stopped there. Fantastic, yeah. in my opinion. I think it, I I'm, I am incredibly happy with their discography. Uh, I, I think and I think it's well worth a listen. It, it, and then they just literally just like I said earlier, it fell off a cliff, man. I don't know what happened. I don't get it. I I, I genuinely like I, the reason why I'm shitting on it so much is I just I really don't know what else to say. I really don't. I mean, like I'm genuinely other than being a potty mouth, I'm at a loss for words. And it's- I don't get. I just don't understand. Yeah, even I'm having trouble coming up with something, and I do this every week. Like, it's just one of those things where there just isn't a lot to say. And it's not even like they're the most horrible band in the world either. Like, they're like they're technically sound, and like every now and again I'll hear a riff that I like. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that they're like completely devoid of of talent. They've got some talented people in the band. It's just that like they're going through the just, motions. Yeah, there's just nothing. Like, it's paint by numbers death metal. It's it's like. We have to have these particular elements, and yeah, every now and again you're gonna you're gonna strike gold with a riff idea, but then it's gonna be over. You know, it's not gonna compel me through. It's not gonna compel me through the sound, and they're so like '90s death metal, even in like 2006, 2007, that like it, it doesn't even like they didn't even add any modern elements to it, which is not something that I think the death metal band should have to do. You know, it's not like you have to like suddenly become metalcore or suddenly have to play deathcore or whatever. Like you could definitely, there's plenty of bands that are as old as Malevolent Creation that still stuck to their guns and, and maintained their core sound, but they haven't even really done that. Really, the best thing that they could have done was brought the thrash back and and, and had a go at it with that, like like been kind of more of a death thrash band. Um, well, they thin they thinned it out and had the shitty production of early thrash. I mean, right, but not I mean, the, that's not the that that's good that, riffs yeah. As I say, that's, that's literally all that they brought back with it. I mean, I, I just don't I don't get it. I, All right, I, I guess we'll talk about Doomsday X. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gee whiz. What a, so exciting. 2007. Okay. All right. Next. Well, uh, that's an album that happened. Um, yeah, it's really weird, too, because, like, I listen to, court, like, you be, like, when you start off with, like, Quarterized, like, I actually got kind of excited because I was like, this actually, this might actually be good. Uh, then I get about a minute and 40 seconds in and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Same thing again, and and it's just this one. This one sounds a little bit better. Like yeah. I mean, production wise, it, it's a little more. Um, this one was actually self produced, which I which I thought was interesting. So um, they are capable of making a good sounding album. It's a decent sounding album. I wouldn't say it sounds like amazing, but you got to look at what I got to work with here. <laughs> um, and and so yeah, it's self produced, but I think that it it does sound better overall like certain songs do start off sounding really good like quarterized or uh dawn of defeat um there there are some good songs on here or good ideas i wouldn't necessarily say songs and but it's still like when you take the entire product as a whole you just don't it just doesn't have any sort of effect like there's no reason for me to go back and listen 
a lot of the times when we're doing this podcast and I and I find a record that I really like, I'll go back and listen to it like two or three times before we start the episode. Um, that's why, you know, people tend to notice people, people talk about how we're super negative on the podcast and all we do is crap on bands. But like the reality is, is we spend way more time talking about records that we like <laughs> than, than we spend talking about records we dislike. Um, and this is kind of another one of those I just couldn't find other than like Stillborn. And um, I don't know, man. Like, like other than like Stillborn, uh, In Cold Blood, Eternal, even maybe Retribution, those are the only ones that I listen to more than one time. Because the rest of these, like, you're, it's kind of like going back to the obituary episode a little bit. I get halfway through a record and then I have to like survive until the end of it, <laughs> you know, somehow. And it, it definitely feels like work. And, you know, no, this, uh, this, this discography, uh, especially, well, album six through 13, 100%. Uh, should be getting paid overtime. Uh, oh yeah, to be, to be listening to these. It, it, you know the thing, like you were talking about, going back and listen two or three times. I, I even went out. You know, I, I do the one thing where I feel like if I'm um, falling into a rut with uh, with a band's discography, and I will purposely let, listen out of rotation. And I couldn't tell the fucking difference. I mean, th- that that's that should that's the problem. Is it, it didn't matter if I I went six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Or I took those and I threw all those numbers I had and then picked it out and listened to the you know whatever album or album it was, it didn't matter and that's 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 what sucks uh, you know that that's 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 when uh, part of part of listening to this music uh, can be a, a a downer. I mean, I kind of feel bad you know that I you know that I I've shit on them as much as I have. I really don't have you know. I, I, I took all you know all that X like There's nothing left in me to to crap on them. It just I'm disappointed. I mean, I really am. Uh, that's, I guess that's probably, you know, I've, I've disappointed dad now. I, I've already, I, I yelled and screamed at my kid and, and now I'm just, you know, all yelled and screamed out and all I got left is the disappointment. And sometimes that's even worse than being really pissed off. A super fan of this band thinks this is one of the good albums. And who's that super fan? I would love to meet them because I'm not the super fan of Malevolent Creation. Oh, I'm sure we're going to hear from them. Compared to some of the bad records, the bad sounding records, I don't think you can say it's death metal. It's supposed to sound like shit because anytime you try to make something sound like shit on purpose, you get sane anger. It should sound as good as it can possibly sound based on what you have available to record, to mix, to master. And if you're just trying to be so punk rock that you don't mix it, we have a different genre for that. It's called black metal. <laughs> did we mention that, that Brett Hoffman is back on this record? I don't think we did, but yes, he is. I back. mean, it's a thing that we're going to mention <laughs> and then we're going to move on. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what to say at this point. And, and, you know, whenever we talk about like production quality and producers and, and things like that, Whenever I see some of the producers they've had on some of these records, I just shake my head. Like, what what happened here? Yeah, because we're talking about you know some heavyweights within you know the industry that we really respect and enjoyed pretty much all the rest of their work. That's the weird are, thing are, about it. Are we ready? Yes. 2010, Invidious Dominion. Okay, so Eric Rutan of Hate Eternal, who I love, and who is now of Cannibal Corpse. Um, he makes really great sounding records. He's very skilled. He's a very skilled musician. I like Eric a lot. I've seen him live a few times. I think he's great. Um, so when I listen to Invidious Dominion, 
all I can say is somebody in this band just wants all these albums to sound a certain way. <laughs> and that's that's what you get. I mean, it's it's like it's got to be easy mode, right? Like these these producers are like, all right, we're going to try to really pull the true malevolent creation out of this. And maybe maybe we're clinging too hard to the first five records, you know, because that's what we think malevolent creation is. But they've kind of been this longer than they haven't been this. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's point. it's not even that for me. I mean, I understand, you know, that, you know, it, it's kind of like we've we've spoken on, you know, we've had lead singers and bands and we're like, well, you know, why are you still comparing, you know, X singer to disease singer, you know, Z singer has been with the band longer than X was. So why do you keep going back to X? And sometimes it's because that's the, it's almost like comparing apples to oranges. It, it is, um, there's just a massive quality difference in, in my opinion. And if you go through, I mean, there's only one individual I think that's that like stays consistent, and that's the uh, the um, I think it's the rhythm guitarist, I, or maybe it's a lead guitar. I can't remember. I think Phil something or other. But anyway, it, maybe that's maybe he's the uh, the driving force behind you know m- the musically speaking side of it, and, and this is we know what he is looking for. I I, I don't know. I, but it, it, it's not what my ear enjoys. I, I, I'm just this, just it's sad. It's, it's what it is. I don't get yeah. it. And I don't, and maybe the word, how could you, maybe you're jumping from, you know, producer to producers because once, you know, the producer's like, that's not what I was signed on to do, even though I, I do whatever you ask, but that's not what sounds good to me either. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a producer, so I don't, I don't know. It just it just it boggles the mind that you're looking for a particular sound and this is, you know, something that we don't care for. So but hey, you know, somebody liked it. They got they, they ended up on uh, nuclear blast. So for this release. So, wow. I, I mean, mean, at some point, wow. though, there's still written name recognition, you know, and that'll that'll get you somewhat far. They weren't on nuclear blast long. I think the next one they're they're on Century Media. Um and that's actually the record I'd, I'd rather talk about because... Uh, Dead Man's Path? Yeah. 2015. So now we're on Century Media. And by we, I mean Malevolent Creation, the band. We we are not on Century Media. Uh, Dan Sueno produces this one. And I got to give him some credit. It does sound sonically superior than the last string of garbage that we've had. He does bring a heaviness out of the band. The vocals are actually properly mixed. Everything Everything's properly mixed. I mean, Dan Sueno is amazing, you know? Um, just an incredible, incredible producer and musician. But like, this is where it's like, yeah, they've got everything going for them. They're on a huge label. They're, they're they've got an amazing producer, and the material is still the same malevolent creation that we've been dealing with, you know, kind of for the past ten years, maybe longer. Um, I will have to admit that if I bought this record and had never heard anything else from the band, I would have said that it was okay. You know, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's total garbage. I don't think it's total like throwaway. Um, I do think it sounds kind of on par with what you'd hear with any other extreme metal band, um, which is kind of a shame for a, a big, like for, for a legacy act, <laughs> you know, a band that's been around for this long puts out a record that like is just okay you know guys that have been around this long should be teaching the new guys how to do it right um and like i said this sounds fine like musically it sounds pretty good the tracks are okay the tracks are pretty good 
And, you know, you ever watch a really bad movie and you get really, really like a really bad movie can actually be really good if it's entertaining. What's the worst kind of bad movie? One that's just boring. That doesn't nothing happens in it. Serum. Serum was super entertaining. Absolutely was not entertaining at all. And that was why it was so terrible. There's a bad movie and then there's a movie that gives you no emotional reaction. And that was Serum. <laughs> and that's Dead Man's Path for me. It's... It's got good production value. I can't complain about that. But I can I can be like, wow, this is the band that, that put out Stillborn. This is the band that put out Eternal. You know, like it just it has no identity at this point. Yeah, it's just it's more disappointed dad from me. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just. Yep. Next. It's 2015. I'm listening to a band that sonically sounds better than what I've been listening to for the past 10 years. But that is so far beyond acceptable because I've heard the best albums by this band and they were 20 years ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this, you, you get to a point, you know, it, it's almost like the definition of insanity. You just keep banging your head against the wall. It's not going to change. I mean, you, if you just keep trying to do the same thing, it's not like you're going to have this massive breakthrough. Uh, and yeah, you know, there's so yes, they're jumping from producer to producer, but musically speaking, I mean, have we evolved or are we de evolved? I don't I mean, think you've evolved when you're playing this style of death metal. I think the worst thing you can do for your core fan base is evolve. But what you should never do is make your records sound like shit on purpose. This is repetitive to me. I've now heard seven records of the exact same thing. It just sounds different. That's never a good decision because it doesn't stand out. There's nothing to make it sound better than who mixed the record and what they were allowed to do with their time and their energy and their tools. Yeah, I mean, it, you can have, you can involve, uh, evolve in the, in the essence of like, you know, you can throw a wrinkle here or there to, to keep it interesting. I mean, that's what, you know, we, that's why we, part of the reason why we like Cannibal Corpse, there's, there's wrinkles here and there. So, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, that argument uh, on the, the evolution. I mean, you can still stay within your, um, stay, stay in your lane, but you can still, you know, you can still add little elements, you know, where you can still tell that, yes, this is the same band, but here's a, here's a new wrinkle to, to keep it fresh and to keep it new and to keep you interested. I'm not sell, I'm not asking for them to you know the next thing that they do you know be uh, this absolutely you know doom doom metal you know greatness where I want to go in a corner and cry and kill myself. I mean I'm not asking them to do that. Uh, it, I just want them to be better, and it just it, it just gotten to the point. I uh, they're the they're the B lister that's just not so bad that they're funny kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, we talk about that a lot on the show about like you know b tier bands and there's been a few b tier bands that we've been like this should be this should be a tier there's no reason why they shouldn't be one of the biggest bands in the world you know in whatever style and then there's bands like malevolent creation that the b tier was kind of created for and there's times where they slip down into c tier sounding yeah. not all that different than an underground local band that's you know, true on some records and and i do think that i do think that on these last two there is a little bit more of a push for it to at least sound on the level, you know, that, that it should sound like. But, I mean, I wish I had something nice to say, too. And it, it's hard because 
you know, unfortunately, you know, in 2018, uh, Brett Hoffman passed away from cancer at only 51. And, you know, we just sat there and just talked total trash about his band for, you know, an hour, you know. But it, it is one of those things where it sucks. It, it sucks that that that. I, I always like when when things like this happen for me to have something like really 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 positive to say, and uh, I, I am very very sad that he that he passed, you know. But um, as far as as far as the music goes, um, that last record I think is probably the best sounding that they would had in a while. Uh, but it is interesting to see that the band has continued uh, after after his death, which is yeah. kind of unusual. Yeah, they brought Kyle back, didn't they? No. No, it's not Kyle. Who who is no, it? I thought it was um, Kyle. There's a different singer. There's a different singer on this record, and his name is uh, Lee Wallenschlager. Oh, okay. Or Lee Wallenschlager. Yeah. Uh, who does all the guitars and um, Lee Wallenschlager? Not, not all of the. <laughs> yeah, not not all of the guitars, but uh, he plays guitar and and vocals and wrote all the lyrics. And of course, we're talking about the Thirteenth Beast now. I don't know if we officially transitioned into that one or not. I thought this was Todd McFarlane's Spawn mixed with the Predator. Uh, yeah, it's actually a really cool cover. I, I actually kind of like looking at it. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys, uh, this one actually sounds pretty good. Like from a from a sonic perspective, it's one of their most well produced albums ever, as, as far as I can tell. Um, I like it basically, but I think that it's also very boring. <laughs> Um, it, like it sounds great uh, it's just the material itself isn't super compelling there's not a whole lot to go back to with it no I, I get what you're saying you know it's one of those things you know where production quality is better but it's not like they've uh, they sonically have improved I mean you're, you're still if you still listen to it even if you uh, grabbed some of the other albums that had the poor uh, production quality and put it on this level I mean I don't think you're still gonna you're still not gonna say it's a good album I think you'll say that it's palpable or tolerable but it, it's not it's not good. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess maybe for them, that's good enough. I mean, I'm sure they got some hardcore fans that they're absolutely absolutely ecstatic about. You know, everybody has a special connection. You know, one of the things that's always big for me is, you know, seeing a band live. Sometimes that really changes, you know, an opinion. And it could be that these guys have like off fucking insane live show and if i saw him it would you know i'd totally change my tune because wow do those guys have so much presence at a live show and uh and you end up taking back some of what you say about the you know the recorded material because and they could just be a grinder you know what i mean they just could be one of those bands that just grinds it out on tour and they just that's how they that's how they do it and uh I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, it could be that, you know, that's why they've been around this long is because they're tour monsters and everybody loves to go see these guys because they put on a hell of a show. I, I just I just don't know enough about them to say that that's exactly what they are. I think it's OK that this is the best album you've heard in a while because the band overall sounds like death metal. They sound like an old school death metal band in 2019 that are still putting out heavy brutal slam dance music and that's okay i mentioned the super fans earlier i'm not the super fan for this but this band clearly plays live and still gets paid to do this so this is for someone it's just not as good as what we had before and we spent a lot of time listening to repetitive bad sounding albums to get here so it might be a payoff in that way 
but for me i've heard the best albums and it was a long time ago yeah and that's where i was talking about where i listened to stuff out of order and musically speaking i really didn't feel like a huge there wasn't a huge shift from album to album sure was there a difference in production quality yes but musically speaking i just i didn't feel that inspiration i didn't feel inspired i it didn't um and i didn't i coming away from it, i didn't feel like they were inspired uh, and i think that's probably the most damning thing that you can say about a band is whenever you don't think the band is no longer inspired uh, that's 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 a dangerous thing yeah i think that i think the, the one of the positives that you can take away is that if you're a malevolent creation fan you do have a band that more or less sticks to their guns as far as sound goes and uh, what i mean by that is that there's so many bands we've talked about on the show have that weird musical arc where they do like the weird thing that nobody likes and then maybe they go back to doing the thing that everybody likes or everybody expects them to do you have a band that never went modern in the traditional sense you know they didn't go metal they didn't go new metal in the 90s or rather, they didn't go alternative rock in the 90s, then new metal in the late 90s, then metalcore in the 2000s, and, and and like follow all the trends and stuff. And I think that there is a lot of respect for bands that do things. That There's a lot of respect for bands that don't do those things. And I think that's part of it. I mean, like I said, I don't think any of their albums are like, I'm listening to it and like they don't know what they're doing. You know, like there's no... There's not, there's not any like bad playing on the album or obvious mistakes but I feel like some of the choices that were made production-wise were obvious mistakes. And I think some of the songs just, they're just, it seems to me that this is a band where possibly the songwriting was secondary to maybe touring all the time, like you said, Jeff, or, you know, or, or the merchandising or the image of the band or getting deals and things like that. Whereas, you know, after a while, you're just clocking in and you're you're putting out the next malevolent creation album you know uh and that's your job for this month or this year or, or whatever and then as soon as you get it done you get it pressed you go right on the road and do the thing that you're going to do uh, and that's the only explanation i can really come up with for it because i don't think that they're untalented but i think that they just for whatever reason all the ducks lined up a few times and then the rest of the time it was just kind of you get what you get well, shit, they can't tour right now because of COVID, so maybe the next album's going to be fucking Smasher. Who knows? Well, they can do what everybody else does. They can <laughs> tour for a week and then cancel the tour. Yeah, that's true. Final thoughts on Malevolent Creation. Dan. I think Malevolent Creation is a band that has probably four or five albums that are really, really good, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell you it's usually the first five. Um, you might like the new 2019 one, if that's the first one you're checking out, but... I would recommend checking out like Eternal or Stillborn first and, and seeing where you go from there. Just don't go in expecting everything to be to that level. Jeff, what about you? For me, this is definitely a lesson in what might have been. Uh, first five albums, I think, are build progressively, especially, you know, build progressively to the point where you're really going to enjoy this band. Uh, and then y you make a couple of fatal errors and you got to live with the consequences uh, if you decide not to change your ways. You know, some people, when they make a mistake, you know, they just, you know, they put their foot down and they just bear down and, you know, they, they own that mistake and they will not move away from it. They will try to impress upon everybody else that that mistake was actually the right thing to do. And I almost feel that way about the the bulk of the, the rest of the band's discography. It's almost like somebody said, 
you know, we're going to make this work. We're going to prove to everybody that this is how it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to sound like. And it's going to work. And I just don't think it ever did. And it's why I shit on them so much on this episode is because it was almost like the, you know, we're pleading with them, you know, really, you know, that's a lot of what we're doing is we're pleading because we know what what could have been. We really, really, really liked where they were going initially. And, the you know, the rug was pulled out from underneath us. And instead of them apologizing, they're like, oh, yeah, that was funny. We're going to keep doing it. No, it wasn't. Just, you know, own up to your mistake and move on just like everybody else in the world. And I, I just don't feel like that ever happened. I, I just felt like they they stuck with it and it, to their detriment, really. Dan talked about the B-grade bands, the ones that don't necessarily headline the show. But if you're around long enough, people will show up to see you do what you do. I think old school death metal has its fans. And for those people that want nothing but brutal and shitty sounding records, Malevolent Creation has that for you. But there are so many good records in the beginning and the end is showing some promise. So I don't want to say the band is not for me because there's a large portion of the discography that just does not make sense but for the early days and for what recently came out i'm gonna say the band is worth listening to but you're not going to get variety if you listen to opeth and think you like death metal you're not going to get melodic passages mixed in with heavy but i mean you know dan swano recorded that one record (laughs) (laughs) right that counts right Malevolent creation might be exactly what you're looking for. It's not exactly what I'm looking for, but I did have a good time with some of these records this week. So listen to Malevolent Creation. You might have to get off the train more than once, but that's okay. The train keeps rolling even if you decide to get off at the stop at the end of the track. Jeff, what's your album of the week? Well, it turned as of the recording of this. Uh, just a few days ago, turned 20 years old, which is hard for me to believe. And that is Jane Doe by Converge. Damn, what about you? Well, I'd say death metal has been kind of my theme of the month. So I've been listening to, uh, you know, the, the only album that you could listen to after listening to all of that malevolent creation. And that would be Violence Unimagined by Cannibal Corpse. For me, it's Slipknot, Iowa. It has been a long time since I sat down and only listened to Iowa. And Dan made a strong case that Iowa might be the heaviest album ever released. So I wanted to test that theory. I'm not subscribing to it just yet, but it was a good throwback to listen to Iowa. Effectively, the same way I did the first time I heard it. Because it had been such a long time since I just enjoyed that kind of heavy and absurdity that Slipknot became known for. And maybe Dan will make a video on YouTube about why Iowa is the heaviest album of all time. I mean, what I said was that, you know, it's the heaviest album of all time from a certain point of view. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you know, there's actually, uh, since you spoke of Iowa, uh, there is, I forgot to say earlier, there's a a McThompson uh, sighting on one of these albums. I don't know if you guys knew that on Doomsday oh, yeah, X. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was Doomsday X, right? Yeah. Yeah, on Doomsday X, uh, Mick Thompson is actually uh, a guest guitarist on, on I can't remember the track, but it's not like it was It memorable. was Deliver My Enemy from Doomsday X. 
Oh, okay. If you say so. <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm saying it's true. You can go listen to it. I know. I'm just messing with you, buddy. Take us out, DFT. If you've ever been listening to this podcast and you would like to be more directly involved in what bands that we talk about, you're going to have to reach out to us and tell us. We, we can't read your mind. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can tell us on Twitter at Discuss Metal or on Instagram at Discuss Metal. Uh, you can send us an email at show at gmail.com. And uh, you can always join our Discord server. It's going to be a link in the show notes that will take you right to our Discord server that is hopping with people just like you that want to talk about the show. They want to tell us we were right. They want to tell us we were wrong. <laughs> you can do you can do both of those things as much as you want on the Discord server. As long as you stay respectful and, and you know, don't don't be mean to people. You're, you're good. Yeah, don't you're, you're be mean to, to people like how I was mean to malevolent creation. Exactly. Je- that's why you don't see that's why you don't see Jeff on the server. He gets banned every couple of days. So you know, we gotta throw him off of there. But guys, uh, keep checking out the podcasts. Keep subscribing. Keep sharing the episodes. Keep leaving reviews. We appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh, we will see you next week. And on that note, this has been episode 239 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. One dollar a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. 